0: Welcome to the sharp angles betting podcast. I'm Ryan McChrystal. Thanks for joining me this week to talk NFL player props. And I apologize for not having a show last week, as maybe you can tell from the sound of my voice, I was under the weather last week, but feeling better now. And my voice is almost all the way back. So hopefully we can get through this week's show. So if you missed last week's show, hopefully you were able to still get my player props, uh, from my article on, SharpFootballAnalysis.com. sharp analysis.com. Uh, gave you guys a little bit of a longer article last week to cover some of the stuff that I might normally include in the podcast so hopefully you were able to take advantage of that as we actually did have a pretty good week Um, one of the props from last week that I wanted to touch on again this week because it's potentially something that we could continue to play was the under on Joe Mixon's longest rush it was a winner for us last week going up against the Atlanta Falcons and I think what's happening right now is that Mixon is maybe living a little bit off of reputation because he is he does have the talent to be an explosive runner. He's been an explosive runner throughout his career with the Bengals and back to college. You know, he is a dangerous runner, but he's just not getting a lot of opportunities behind the Bengals offensive line this year. They're really uh he's just not getting a lot of running lanes. In fact, he's been He's gained three or more yards before contact at the league's 10th lowest rate this season. So he's just not getting those open running lanes at the line of scrimmage, which lead the longer runs. And in fact, he only has one carry of 15 or more yards this season. That's led to the under being a winner for him in six of seven games. So this is a pretty strong trend that continues to hold. Um, he's going up against a Browns defense that is kind of middle of the pack I would say in preventing longer runs they rank 15th in their rate of allowing three or more yards before contact to running backs so I would say as long as this line stays around 14 and a half maybe you could still take the under at 13 and a half if it's a if it's around there I would still take the under against the Browns because the Browns are kind of league average which was the same scenario we had with the Falcons last week But the Bengals continue to struggle. They continue to struggle to create room for Mixon to run. So based on that combination, I think as long as the line doesn't drop too significantly, which it could, you know, we're deep enough into the season, this is a strong trend. Maybe the lines adjust and it drops down to like 11 or 12. But if this over under is at 13 and a half or 14 and a half, I think I'll still be on the under on Mixon on Monday night. All right, let's talk about some quarterback props for this week. The first one I'd like to talk about is the over on Kyler Murray's completions this week against the Vikings. I'm going to take the over so long as this number is at 26 and a half or lower. And I actually think it will be lower than 26 and a half. I'll get to why I picked that particular number in a minute, but uh, this number has been available at like 23, 24 quite a few times this season. We could see it in that range. And if, if it is there at 23 or 24, then I, I really like it because I would take the over all the way up to 26 and a half. And this is really based off, the Vikings defensive approach and some trends that we've seen with um with with props against the Vikings defense. And what's happening is teams have surpassed their average rate of completions against the Vikings in 6 of 7 games this year. The only exception was Andy Dalton and that was in Dalton's first start of the year. So, you know, that that's pretty excusable. Uh, break of the trend because you got a quarterback change obviously the offense Dalton and Winston are obviously very different quarterbacks so the Saints offense was going to have to change with Dalton coming in so we we would expect some difference there so but in the other six games the over the they have surpassed their average rate of completions every time so it would make sense for us to look at Murray's average completion rate and expect him to go over that in this game and he's averaging 26.3 26.3 completions per game. So that's where I came up with that 26 and a half number that I'd be willing to go over anywhere up to that. Now, with any trend like this, we don't want to play it j- just purely based on the trend. We we want to take a look at why this could be happening. And the reason why teams are having more completions against the Vikings defense is they use a combination of zone coverage with no blitz at a league-high rate of 73%. And if this if this logic sounds familiar, it's a very similar logic that we applied a couple of weeks ago when we played the over on Kenny Pickett's completions against the Bills, and he actually skyrocketed over that. I, f- I forget exactly what the number was, but he went well over. I think he hit the over in the third quarter. Because when you're playing a defense that's using a high rate of zone coverage and no blitz, what that defense does is it makes it harder to complete the deep ball. There's more traffic down the field, but you're going to have a little bit of time to stand in the pocket and wait for someone to get open underneath. And so it does increase the rate of completions. And what defenses like the Vikings and the Bills do is they basically trust their linebackers and their defensive backs to step up and make the tackle when it happens. And so they're not giving up yards after the catch, but they are sort of having a bend-don't-break approach and allowing some stuff to be completed underneath. As I said, they're, the Vikings are using that rate at 73% of the time the league average is 56% and the Vikings have not dipped below 59% in any game this season. So we also don't really have to worry about the Vikings coming up with a different game plan here to face the Cardinals. They're going to use us at above average rate in every game this year. So how does this affect Kyler Murray? As I said, facing that no blitz zone coverage rate, your completion rate is going to go up and that's been true for Murray He's completing 73% of his passes against that no blitz zone coverage combination, 55% against all other defensive looks. So it's had a big impact on his ability to complete passes in the short passing game this year. So as I said, hopefully this number is available around 23 or 24, but if it jumps all the way up to 26 and a half, I'm still going to be on the over and I'm, I'm pretty confident we're going to get a number that we like here. So this is one of my favorite props of the week. Okay, the next quarterback prop that I like is the under on Dak Prescott's passing yards against the Bears this week. I'm going to take the under if it's at, 20, at 255 or higher. Uh, it was available at 260 last week. He went under last week, so I do think it probably drops a little bit. But as long as it doesn't go below 255, I'm still going to be on the under here. And it's based on trends for both Dak and for the Bears' defense. I think what's happening with the bears defense is they're being underestimated a little bit because, you know, we don't regard the bears as one of the better teams in the league. And, you know, even their defense, it's, it's not a great defense, but their past defense has been pretty good this year. They ranked 12th based on a football outsiders past DVOA metric. It's been a pretty, um, it's been a pretty consistent past defense from game to game too. And the under on quarterback passing yards against Chicago has been a winner in five of seven games. And, Another factor in this not only is the fact that I think the Bears' defense has been underestimated, but on offense, the Bears play very slow. And so they're averaging 57.9 plays per game on offense. That ranks 29th, and they've successfully slowed the game down. Their their opponents are averaging 60.1 plays per game. That ranks 23rd. So we're seeing offense just be suppressed in games against the Bears on both sides, on the Bears' side and on the other side and so I think that they'll be able to slow the game down enough to limit Dak Prescott's numbers in this game. And this also pairs well with a trend with Dak Prescott. Dating back to last year, the under has been a winner on his passing yards prop in 12 of 18 games. So I think this Cowboys offense has pretty consistently been overestimated. At least the passing offense has consistently been overestimated. It has not quite been as explosive as we might think with the talent that they have there. Um, As I said, this this line was 260 last week. It could drop a little bit, but as long as Dak's passing yards line is at 255 or higher, I will be on the under this week. All right, I got one running back prop that I like for you this week, and you can probably guess what it is if you've been listening along over the last few weeks. It's the over on Nick Chubb's longest rush. We are going to keep playing this until uh, Vegas gets more aggressive and bumps these lines up because – uh he just keeps churning out winners for us on <laughs> this one. uh he hit the over last week. That's now 10 of his last 11 games with a gain of 20 or more yards and yet the the available prop has not jumped over 19 and a half. So well, let's just keep playing it <laughs> and and we also get a good uh we get a good matchup this week against the Bengals defense on Monday night. as I've mentioned before, you know, yards before contact is critical to producing long runs. Um, Cincinnati allows three or more yards before contact and 26% of rush attempts by running backs. That ranks 26th in the league. As I said, that's important for getting long runs. 79% of run plays gaining 20 or more yards start with at least three yards before contact. So we've got a defense that is very friendly, giving up yards before contact. And we've got a running back with a phenomenal track record of taking advantage of those running lanes. So I'm going to stay on this prop week after week uh, until the line jumps to a point where we have to stay away. But if it's available at 19 and a half again or lower, it has been available lower sometimes, too. Uh, I'm going to continue to bet on Chubb hitting at least one gain of 20 or more yards against the Bengals on Monday night. Right, right. I've also got one wide receiver prop for you. I'm going to be on the over on Garrett Wilson's receiving yards against the Patriots. And now this follows a trend that we've been using the past couple of weeks, trying to take advantage of the Patriots' unique defensive scheme. As I mentioned before, they use, uh, they don't use too high safety looks very often. They only use that on 18% of opponent dropbacks. That's the league average by a pretty significant margin. I mean, that's that's the lowest rate in the league by a pretty significant margin. The league average is 39%. There's a bunch of teams over 50% into the 60% range. So it's because they're an outlier. The average target share that we see for different teams is going to be misleading every time a team faces the Patriots, because whether you're in single high or two high coverages, it really changes the way the offense is able to attack you. The, simplistic explanation of why that matters is that two high coverages tends to leave open opportunities in the middle of the field. Single high coverages take away the middle of the field and leave more opportunities on the outside. So because of this, because we know that the middle of the field is going to be closed more often against the Patriots than almost any team in the league, what we've done the past two weeks is we've bet against tight ends. Last week, we bet the under on Cole Komet's receptions. That was a winner. The week before that, same thing for David Joku, also a winner. Tight ends, they see a high rate of targets against two high coverages because, as I said, the middle of the field is open more often. So whether you have your tight end, whether he's lining up in line or in the slot, it's really easy to get your tight end open against two high coverages. The Patriots don't use that, and so it's much harder to get the ball to your tight end. Now, in this particular matchup, looking at how – the Jets spread the ball around versus two high and single high coverages didn't seem to have a big impact on the tight end somewhat surprisingly the big difference was in Garrett Wilson's usage which sort of makes sense to as I said in a single high coverage there's more opportunities on the outside Wilson's clearly they're the most dangerous playmaker so if that's going to create an easier path to getting him the ball they should take advantage of that and they are taking advantage of that so we should see increased usage for Wilson and just a throw some numbers behind that. When the Jets are facing two high coverages, Wilson sees a 15.7% target share. That's second on the team. Behind, big surprise here, the tight end, Tyler Conklin, who leads the team with a 16.9% target share against two high coverages. When they're going up against single high looks, Wilson leads the team with a 23.4% target share. Pretty significant jump from that 15.7% versus too high trailing him as Corey Davis at 16.2% and then Conklin at 15.5%. So Wilson gets a really nice boost when the Jets face single high coverages. I'm not going to bet Conklin because even though he drops to the third highest usage on the team, that target share pretty much stays the same 16.9% versus too high 15.5% versus single high. So Conklin's usage seems to be staying the same regardless They're really just sort of taking a little bit from everybody to boost Wilson's target share up significantly against single high. So I'm not going to bet the under on the tight end again, but it does seem like we can take advantage of the Patriots' unique defensive approach and bet the over on Garrett Wilson's receiving yards. Based on where this line has been in the past, I'm expecting it to be in the low 40s. I'd take the over up to 44 or 45 probably. All right, that brings us to the Thursday night football portion of the podcast we've got ravens at bucks this week ravens favored by one and a half and if you've been listening to the pod for a while you know i always like to give you a prop that i like for thursday night but man i really struggled to find one that i like this week i was kind of leaning towards taking the under on tom brady's longest completion it's out there at 37 and a half which is a big number for an offense that has not been explosive this year but in this particular matchup I don't know that I really want to play that. The Ravens do give up big plays a lot. They rank 26th in pass plays of 35 yards or more. So they have given up those big plays at a pretty high rate. Also with the bucks as underdogs in this game, if they're playing from behind, maybe that increases um, their rate of targeting, you know, Evans and those guys downfield late in the game. I think I'm, I think I've, talk to myself out of it. I'm going to stay away from that one. There just isn't another one out there that I really like as far as the props in this game. So I'm, I'm not going to give out a strong recommendation, uh, but I will share some numbers with you on this one because I think there are a couple a couple opportunities, whether you want to maybe consider betting on the books or maybe consider betting on the under in this game. You know, I, I don't have a really strong feel on this, but there are some trends that are that are worth talking about. So I'll give you the numbers and let you make your own decision on that. I'm not sure if I'm going to do that, but if I were going to bet sides or totals in this game, I would be on the bucks and the under, and I'll I'll share some numbers as to why that is with, with the Bucks side. It really just comes down to a really long track record of Tom Brady, uh, figuring it out in these situations where he's an underdog throughout his career. Amazingly, he's only been a home underdog 12 times throughout his long career. And actually quite a few of them were his first season, uh, as the Patriots starter, which makes sense before the league really figured out who Tom Brady was. But when he is a home underdog throughout his entire career, he is nine and three outright and 11 and one against the spread. The only quarterbacks to beat Tom Brady as a road favorite were Kurt Warner back in 2001 with the Rams, Peyton Manning in 2005 and Patrick Mahomes in 2020. So those are the, the uh, Three Hall of Fame quarterbacks. I think it's safe to say those guys are three of the best to ever play the game. We're the only ones who've been able to go on the road as a favorite and beat Tom Brady. Now, maybe 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 by the time Lamar Jackson's career is over, we'll view him in that category of quarterbacks. Uh, definitely think he is capable of pulling off a win here as the Bucks have been shaky this season. But you know, that Tom Brady definitely has a knack for pulling these out. And then, you know, another more recent trend as far as why you might be inclined to bet the bucks in this matchup when lamar jackson is a road favorite of a touchdown or less the ravens have actually lost outright three of five games over the last two seasons so they have not been a great play in these situations where they're favored on the road and brady has a really long track record of being phenomenal in these situations so if i'm going to bet side in this game I would be on the Bucks. And I, because it's a small spread of one and a half, I would probably just take the Bucks money line based on these trends. I also think it's worth considering the under. And the reason basically is in the NFL this year, you should always be considering the under. In fact, the under has been a winner in 58% of NFL games this season. And I, I think the under has gotten more attention on Thursday night because it is just one game and everybody's watching and there've been a couple of really bad Thursday night matchups. The under is 2 and 5 on Thursday night this year, pretty much in line with what we've seen for the NFL as a whole this year, so that's not it's not a meaningful trend specific to Thursday night, but man, a 58% winner. God, I wish I had just been betting the under on every game this year. That's it's tough to win 58% of your bets and that has held true through 7 weeks so far. And it's held true for the Bucks and Ravens too. Bucks under is 6 and 1, Ravens under is 5 and 2. We got a pretty strong trend with both of these teams and the league as a whole. Um, I'm not sure that I'm going to bet that, but you know, I thought those numbers were worth sharing. If you wanted to play the total in this game, I, I think the under is clearly the way to go. That's it for this week's show. Hope you have a fun and profitable week eight.